Welcome to Culture of Personality. I'm Drew. I am your host for the evening, although normally in Culture of Personality we normally have friends that discuss it, but we've had a lot of issues that have happened. Nothing personal, nothing where we're divided against one another, just conflict of schedules and whatnot, and it's been such a long time since we have recorded a podcast that I believed that we needed to get it back out here. So Culture of Personalities picking back right back up. Our sister channel is Weekend Conversation, and that is, that is up and going and kicking, and it is alive, and it is well. And we encourage you guys to tune into them. Uh, Mr. Mr. Mac, McAfee is working very diligently and working very hard, as well as getting his Twitch channel up and recording, as he's able to play video games and a variety of things that he's able to do. And it's just, it is fantastic. I encourage you to go follow him at Weekend Conversation. Wonderful. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Cultural Persona. You can also follow him on Weekend Conversations. And so, it, with all of that, let's get into talking about some movies. As we've had, I've had a fairly busy summer, as most people do. Uh, with the big move and a new job, I decided to move on down away from my family and friends and things like that. And it was a very sad moment. But a lot of things that I've been able to do is go to the movies. That's been a big thing that I've been able to do, and it has been awesome. I'm not, I'm not gonna say anything. Beyond that, just awesome. It is fantastic that I'm able to go to the movies, I'm able to sit down, and I'm able to enjoy with a large thing of popcorn, but also with a large drink as well, able to enjoy my film, as well as with Regal being the closest theater that I am within a few miles of, able to win points, redeem those points, to possibly getting a free ticket here very soon. And so I've had to go to, so far, I think it was seven, eight movies, something like that, for a free ticket, or nine. I think it was nine movies. I'm not sure. Let me look that up. But while I'm looking that up, I do want to say that I have watched a ton of movies in the past, previous, who knows how long it's been. Uh, and so I want to go through the short list of movies that have been out this summer, and we're going to start with something that was kind of in the late spring early summer, and that was Avengers Infinity War. This has been the movie that's been building up for the last 10 years, and I thought that it was absolutely perfect. I thought it was a wonderful film. It just recently came out on DVD. Actually, today, on on Blu-ray, and as well on streaming services and, and other places of that sort where you could purchase it and you could watch it. And I would have to say that it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, it was what it built up to be, left us on a on a cliffhanger for the next film, leaving us hungry, ready to see what it's going to do. 
again, we're a podcast that likes to tell you like it is, but we are also a podcast that enjoy wants to enjoy movies. I want to enjoy my experience when I go to the movies. And when I watched Avengers Infinity War, I did that. I was with my friends, and it was a wonderful time. And so I would say that was an absolutely wonderful, wonderful experience. Now, another film that... I've recently gone I've I've gone to see throughout this summer is one of the movies that I had received through Movie Pass which Movie Pass is just getting weird it really is there's so much stuff to it and I can understand it going bankrupt and things of that sort and I've canceled my account and I've gone through a variety of different things in order to do that but uh with Movie Pass in the area and the state that it is in, I deleted my movie pass account, but then I recreated another one. And so it was kind of funny because, uh, but now they've updated it to where you can only watch certain movies. Uh, one of the movies that I have not seen this summer that it really hurt, uh, I didn't get to see Skyscraper, but from what I saw on a variety of social sites, uh, social media sites, a friend who is an amateur, potentially going professional movie critic, he said it's not something that you would really want to see. So not to say that, The Rock's Charm kind of let it, and he actually wants to enjoy movies. So that was a very interesting take to have him say that movie was not that great. Now, on the other end of it. That was about the only movie I didn't see. That one and The Purge. I did not really care to see The Purge, and I'm okay with that. One of the movies that I really wanted to see, and this is another one that I really wanted to see, was Sorry to Bother You. Now, in the nearest area where I am, it's about an hour drive to a theater that's still showing that film, and I would love to go see that, and I might do that. I'm not sure. Three movies coming out this week. Uh, one of them being Alpha, the other one is Crazy Rich Asians, and the final film being, uh, is it Mile 22 or 22 Miles? I don't know, but whatever the case is, those three movies coming out, Sorry to Bother You, is going to go, and it's going to be booted out. I think that that film was very, from what my movie critic friend said, it was a very underrated film in the ad department because the film was a lot better than what advertisements had said. Very creative and very beneficial. Now, those are just those are just critiques and those are reviews from my friend. Those are not any of mine. So, with that said, let's get into more movies that I saw. I talked about Avengers and getting into that, but one of the films that I saw that was very very wonderful would have to be Ant-Man and Wasp. Now, this one's really fresh on my mind because I went to the movies very late to watch this film. And I don't mean late as in time, I meant as in it had been out for a while, so I was kind of in the theater by myself, which is my favorite time to go to the movies. But I went to watch Ant-Man and Wasp. I would say that had the lightheartedness of the first film. Great experiences of comedy, great amounts of where there was laughter and it was fun, but it was also serious and where it was more of comic book kind of feel to it. And so it was a very intriguing film. Uh, gave you a lot of hope. There was a lot of promise. And it left us an asking the question, where does this lie on where Infinity Wars occurred? 
and come to find out, it is it is right before it, maybe a week or two. I don't know. We find out at the end, at the ending credits. I'm not going to say anything other than that. Now, that was that was a wonderful film. Now, another movie that I went to see was a light-hearted comedy film where I want to like this film. I really do. But one of the things that I saw out of this film was it was a good comedy. It was great. Great for the family. But, but, it had so many different stories going on at once that it kind of lost me in my way in the film up until the final 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 scenes and the climax and I was like okay this is what it all means and that was Uncle Drew now this had a star-studded cast of celebrities I'm not going to use the word actors because it had more it had more celebrities than it did actors and it more NBA and WNBA actor uh, or celebrities than actors and actresses and so very much a star-studded film filled with celebrities and you know Shaq acting the way Shaquille O'Neal acting the way that he did it was absolutely wonderful to see him and laugh at all of his humor and all the ways that Shaquille O'Neal acts Um, but it was a very interesting film I would not rank that up there pretty high on good comedies but I would rank that Somewhere in the middle. Uh, Again, I really want to like movies when I go, so this is one of the films that I'm sitting back and I'm saying, I want to like you. So we transition from that into, and again, I watched a ton of movies. And I mean an absolute ton of films. And so I'm just going to kind of go through just a few of them to kind of go through with all this. The next one was Deadpool 2. Thought it was a good film. Great action sequences. Great things that happened. Um, Story was kind of underwhelming compared to the first. Now maybe it was because the first one was awesome and we didn't have a Deadpool movie and then the second one wasn't that great. But it, it was very intriguing to watch the entire film all the way through. I did enjoy Cable. I did enjoy... Uh, Josh Brolin, who is just tearing up. This is the year of Josh Brolin. It really is. And I believed that this film was it. Like, this film was uh, pretty good. Not as good as Infinity Wars or Ant-Man and Wasp. But uh, out of most of the movies that have been out this year, uh, superhero-wise, it was somewhere in the middle of the pack and potentially kind of lower at the bottom. And that was just because... Not of production. Production was fantastic, but it was kind of the lower end of it. So I felt bad for Ryan Reynolds and all of his hard work as Deadpool, and that was a very saddening thing to watch that be so underwhelming in the film. It just, it really was, and you could kind of sense that. It was this weird thing where he's still the anti-hero, trying to be the hero, but he ends up, it's just, it's very strange. It really is. Now, one of the films that I absolutely loved was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I thought that this was a great sequel to it. I thought that, you know, ooh, more dinosaurs. I'm kind of at the point where if you put Jurassic 
anything in front of in front of a word, I'm going to go watch it. And that was kind of the funny thing that I laughed at because I thought this is going to be fantastic. And it was. Uh, heart-wrenching moments where the island is exploding. Got to save the dinosaurs. Come to find out that the bad guys are trying to sell them. And so it was a very interesting concept that also played into a lot of into a variety of things and so um, getting to see where the dinosaurs leave they leave the island they're set free and it is just a beautiful and wonderful film it really is and Chris Pratt really takes the cake he steals the show he he does an awesome job throughout the entire entirety of the film and so with that we'll go on to the next one my next film that i went to watch was the equalizer 2 now i personally believed this was better than the first now you needed to watch the first i'm going to say that if you want to understand the film you have to watch the first that is one of the most important things that you can do especially as movie enthusiasts as you all are you must i would say watch the first one to understand what the second one is the second one was filled with a big twist throughout it uh, the main story being that you know being that people are dying there are a lot of things that are just occurring throughout and Denzel Washington's character has to go and and he has to go and he has to battle and find out who these people are. And it makes it seem like it's terrorists, but the crazy interesting aspect of it is it's not. It's not. It's actually, it's actually, and I'm, I'm not going to actually tell you that. I almost spilled the beans on that, so I'm not going to tell you that. But anyways, getting into that, it's just a awesome film I thought um, I thought that the build up to it was great because you can see how how just awesome how great and fantastic that Denzel Washington's character is lots of action very much action packed and would encourage anybody to go see it if you want to see just a gritty action movie that just lives up to the hype I enjoyed it and as well I took away some wisdom from that film the wisdom being don't hurt anyone that knows the location of your toothbrush. It's something It's something to that course of, in the lines. Of course, again, I've been to a lot of movies, so you're going to have to forgive me on that. But that one was the greatest and the, most, the largest point that I needed to make on it. But I did think this movie was a lot better than the first again not to repeat myself and i don't intend to but i would i would recommend you to go watch it out of the movies of the summer i would say that was my number three favorite film number and then this next one that i went to see was my number one film of the entire summer and i would have to say it was very much just fantastic and that was Mission Impossible Fallout. I'm a big fan of the Mission Impossible series as of recently. Uh, I kind of started to like it when Tom Cruise was in, where was it, Dubai, I think it was, climbing the tallest building in the Middle East or something of that sort. And I became interested in it, and then I watched the next one, and then I watched this one, and I thought, 
oh my goodness, this was the best one. I felt my heart rate always being on the constant rise of there. How is he going to get out of this? And he got out of it. I was I was just blown away because it was just one of those moments where I'm just like my heart. I felt emotions throughout it. It's not a turn your brain off kind of movie, although there are moments where you can, but you have to sit there and think and you ask the question, is this person a traitor? Is that person a traitor? Is Tom Cruise's character, Ethan, is he actually a traitor? Because they accuse him of being one. And so it's a very, very interesting film and very, very action-packed. I would say go watch that. That was my number one film of the entire summer. And that being... Basically, how it goes is the Equalizer is number three, Avengers Infinity Wars number two, and then Mission Impossible Fallout was number one. Now, some more films that were kind of lighthearted and and fun to just you know watch and things like that. One of them was an interesting action-packed comedy film, and this one was The Spy Who Dumped Me, Mila Kunis. And I'm not even sure what the other actress's name is, so I apologize to listeners. She's she's very she's very funny, and I learned who she was throughout this film. And I personally enjoyed this entire film. It was a great comedy. It was very much fun. It was hitting at the fact of you're you can go beyond your existential crisis, your crisis of what am I doing with my life, to go beyond and enjoy or go on and make something of yourself. And sometimes it just happens by accident. And it was a really cool thing to think about that. Sometimes what you are sometimes what you do is going to happen on an accident. And it, it it was a great film with a great message behind it and that's what I took away from it. Had a lot of action sequences, had a lot of fun with it, had a lot of where you're questioning everything and questioning is this guy a bad guy? Is this girl a bad girl? Like are there are who's a bad agent? Who's the good agent? You know, a lot of different things in the typical spy film, but it also had a lot of humor to it. Very much so. I personally enjoyed that film quite a bit. Now, again, another film, and this is going to be a very short podcast because I've gone through everything, wanting to talk about everything. One of the next very movies that I really enjoyed was The Meg. Now, again, I can be shamed for whatever... I put this on the level of Sharknado. I went in there with low expectations, and I thought Jason Statham is committing movie, like movie suicide. Like he is done after this. His career is going to tank. It is going to be terrible. Come to find out, this movie was actually just a fun action film, and it was very much fun in the sense of that. It was always a constant thing of where it's, oh, they finally got it. Nope, they didn't. Or, oh, nope, they got a big shark, but they didn't get the Megalodon. And so a lot of science to it. And it was a very fun film. This this didn't make my top three, but this came in number four. And so it just notched out just a little bit. But I would say I was very surprised and blown away by how much fun this film was. It was because it had enough action to it. It had a great amount of story to it where it balanced out action and story together. It balanced out where there was 
the whole idea of, oh, I've, I've stopped doing what I'm doing because I've saved people once and I'm out of the business and things like that with Jason Statham's character. And then he comes back and he's good at what he does, which is rescue squads and rescue teams. He rescues someone. He rescues a group of workers that are trying to, trying to make discoveries at the bottom of the ocean. Come to find out there's a megalodon. And it just causes a variety of problems. The megalodon comes to the surface and it hunts like madness. And it is out to get them. And those action sequences throughout the whole film are fantastic. And it's sitting there thinking, how are they actually going to stop this thing? And I'm not going to say whether they stopped it or not because you need to go and watch the film. So it explains everything throughout that. It is a new film that's out, and I would encourage you to please go and watch that. The final film is a film that I actually went today as I'm recording this. I went to watch it today. Now, I personally enjoyed this film. I'm a big history buff. I enjoy history. Even the little tidbits of history that I do not know. I like to have my perspectives just totally destroyed, and I enjoy inner and new, interesting historical aspects. I that's why I like the TV show uh, Adam Ruins Everything. That's why I like the. That's why I watch the History Channel, except for the parts of Aliens. I meant the authentic History Channel. I enjoy watching so much when it comes to television, but I also really and personally enjoy watching films that have historical aspects to it. And that's why I really, really enjoyed this film, because it was a historical film. It, I enjoyed the story of Black Klansmen. Now, I thought this story was great. It builds up a lot of suspense. It's a big undercover I'll just give you the synopsis of the story where Ron Stallsworth, I think is that what his name is, Stallworth, is calling so he can investigate into the, into, well, in the movie they call it the organization, but it is the Ku Klux Klan. And Ron Stallworth, being an African-American, he calls and he's able to talk to not only the chapter president, but also leading up to the head of the whole organization, which is, um, which is at that time in the 70s, David Duke, who, by the way, is played by Topher Grace, which is the guy who was from the 70s show. And he, he it's very scary to me because he looks like, he looks like him. Uh, and so the interesting part of the whole film was was how are, how are they going to do it? What are they trying to infiltrate? Are they trying to find out if there's weapons, which there were? Um, and not to spoil anything in that, I'm not going to go any further or any deeper. But uh, there was a lot of factors that played in. I don't know how historically accurate it was, but that was the exciting thing, was getting to see this history played out because I've never heard this story. Now I'm going to go and I'm going to research it and figure out and probably get the book and try to figure out what in the world happened during this time and what happened 
at this point and at this time. Now, I enjoyed the film. I really did. I really did. But one of the things that I really and truly despised was everything is political now. Uh, that's just the sad truth of it. There, it's it's starting to get that way, especially in Hollywood. And there's there's there are films that I enjoy and that I possibly could agree with the craziness of it being like Get Out. That one is absolutely insane, but it makes fun of not only the right of the political scale, but it also makes fun of the left. And I really think that in this film, in Black Klansman, it really chose a side. And that really hurt. That really irked me just a tad bit. And the only reason I was really bothered by this was because they took that political stance of, of you know, oh, this still happens today. Not, not the infiltrating the, the, the organization or whatever it is they call themselves, but it is the last five minutes of where it picks up in the political realm of what has happened in the recent years. And it just goes through a list of things that has happened, recordings and things like that. And I understand that, that you have your own political political stances, but not everybody has that same political stance as you do. And for me, I don't mind being told that, but it was obviously this whole movie was wrapped up to be at that certain point, which I found quite funny because there was a quote in there where it contradicts the entire film, where Ron Stallworth is is out on a date with his uh, with his girlfriend in the film, and she is president of her um, she's president of her local college's a certain club. I don't remember what the club was particularly called at the moment. I haven't done my research and I apologize for that, but they personally believed in the liberation of the African American for the black, for black people and of of or people of their same skin color. And so she everything that she talked about with Ron was political. And he just sits back and says why does it have to be political? Everything have to be political with you. And I laughed because at the last five minutes, that's when it got political, that this whole hour and a half that I've spent watching this film, or hour and 45 minutes, boiled down to that. Why does everything have to be political? Like, I, I asked that question of what it may be. Now, I understand that we need to be aware of political issues and things of that sort, and I'm not discrediting that. Please do not take it as that way, dear viewers. But I was very interested by that. Now, those are all the films as of August 15th that I have gone through, that I have seen, and I personally thought that 2018, the summer of 2018's films were wonderful. I think that they were awesome, and I thought that that was a good crop of films this past summer. So now, with that, thank you guys so much. I'm going to be trying to get the rest of the guys on here for them to talk and to be able to listen to you and whatever that it may be. Again, follow us on Cultural Persona on Twitter. You can follow us. You can follow us uh, on that, or you can follow 
us on SoundCloud. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Whatever the case may be, we want to be able to interact with you. Another thing that I would like to say is is a shout-out to our sister channel, Weekend Conversation, as they're recording at the time that I'm recording, so I find it to be quite funny that that's occurring, but it is, and so really encourage you guys to tune into them, read their blogs, help donate to them and their cause and all that they do, because they do enjoy doing, they enjoy doing what they've done. They've broken a record of the longest podcast to ever be put on iTunes. So if you've got five hours of free time, which I don't know if you do, dear listener, but if you have at least one, go tune into their podcast, donate to their cause. They enjoy doing what they do as well. With that, you can also join our Patreon if you would like. We have a wonderful community that we have uh, slowly building up, and we would love for you to be a part of that. So with that, I want to thank you so much to listening to Culture of Personality. I've been Drew, and I want to give a shout-out to Daniel, give a shout-out to Mac, give a shout-out to Bo, and we are very excited for all that's going on as we are back, baby. Here we go, and I hope that you enjoy new content that's going to be coming very soon. And we just want to say... Have a nice day.